Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom, every day. And with me today is a special guest, Osman Rashid, who's the founder and CEO of Galaxies. And that'd be spelled G-A-L-X-Y-Z dot com is, is the website. And it's basically a interactive, immersive, very educational, science-based game for kids. Welcome, Osman. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, tell us, first of all, Osman, about the game. Why, why did you come up with another game? There's so many games out there. Um, what what sets yours apart? Why did you decide to come up with something? Well, it came from a really personal place. I have two daughters who are today 13 and 10. And a couple of years ago, I was helping them with some science homework. And, you know, to answer some of their questions, I wanted to find some good elementary and early middle school level content. And after spending, you know, good amount of time searching, I wasn't really able to find anything which would be very consistent with the curriculum that they were using. And I am an engineer, my wife is a developer, and I was like, look, if we as parents are struggling with this, what about those parents who don't have the technical degrees and how will they find some of this information? So we said, look, something needs to happen more in science because there's some really good work already happening in math and English. And science, we I felt, was being a bit overlooked. Mm-hmm. And the second thing we looked at was how the you know, kids enjoy a Pixar movie or how they enjoy a really good quality game. But when it comes to education games, it's almost like I'll do it because I have to. I really don't want to touch this thing because, you know, this looks kind of crappy. And, you know, that's uh, true <laughs> for many, many games in education out there. So what we wanted to do, was to combine like a narrative of a Pixar movie, the quality of an Activision or EA Sports high-end game, and build in next-generation science standards to send kids on a quest that's something they would love being on and enjoy and open their minds to science. So that's where this whole thing came about. That's a, that's a great, great explanation of it. And just in, in my interaction with the game already... Um, just looking at, and this is your, currently your, your beta version is available both online and uh, for devices. Um, it's, it's really, it's immersive, it's 3D, it's, it's, it's very beautifully done, and, and there's a lot of very informative information that really does come right from, from standards. Um, you, you, you mentioned in a, in a quote uh, that I read that kids are naturally perceptive and they, they easily see through products that, that fool them into thinking that they're fun. There's a lot of games out there that seems like that. Absolutely. You know, one thing you notice also is in many of the games, there's a learning side and then there's the fun side, right? So inherently mm-hmm. you're saying that learning is not fun because you have to go through the drudgery of learning to get to the fun part. <laughs> science itself is such a fun thing. What we yep. wanted to do was completely, you know, mix the, the line between education, edu- learning and having playing a game that they should be completely tied together. You cannot tell the difference between the two. That, I think, is the eventual 
product or an education game which will which will succeed because kids need to fall in love with it. They shouldn't feel that they're being forced to do it or they have to do it because they just need to do it because the teacher asked them to do it. Yeah, really, a, a, a game has, has so much more uh, ability with the, uh, the fun, the story of it. It can be much more memorable and that learning can can really take hold inside the kid as opposed to, like you said, just be an add-on to, to a game. Um, you also mentioned uh, that, that you can change the, the experience of learning. You can make it exciting and motivating. You said to ignite the fascination of science or unlock their true potential. Um, do, we, do we need that in education or do we need more of, of actually igniting some of that, that fascination in, in our kids? You know, there's no doubt about it. The New York Academy of Sciences, they have done a study and they consider a global problem that so many elementary and middle school kids are leaving science because they're not getting excited by it. And what we are trying to do is, our goal is not to say, hey, everybody should become an engineer or a scientist. What we are trying to do is have kids engage with science and, you know, understand, appreciate what it is about because science allows for you to have critical reasoning and strategic thinking and problem solving, which creates a different part of your brain. And then you can apply that anywhere, wherever your passion is. So the whole notion over here is that we have to make sure that kids are open to science. They don't, they don't think it's not cool or you have to be, you know, you have to be nerdy to be, if you're doing science, <laughs> for them to have fun with it. And then when the time comes in middle school or, you know, later on in life, the door hasn't been shut down on them because they're like, oh, oh, I just don't know anything about it. And if their mind is open, maybe more people will choose it, more kids will engage with it, and that's the whole notion behind galaxies. Yeah, and, and as a math teacher in a high school, I, I see that already. I see kids, by the time they get to my classroom, they're already saying, I'm not a math person, I'm not a science person. And um, and it's, it's just the wrong path that at some point, you know, we have to we have to get back in those kids' lives at those younger ages and and help help steer them, like you said, make geeky be okay. I'm okay being geeky. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's and it's the formative years, especially in elementary. If you just open their mind to it and they say, "Hey, yeah, this is cool," so then they won't never have to be defensive if they thought this was cool, right? Because right now, yeah. the kids who like science end up being a little bit defensive about it as they get into <laughs> middle school. And that's right. the whole notion that you want to just take away. Yep, yep. Now, um, this game is is really kind of designed for what age group? So we're starting with elementary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we find it's very interesting that um, many, even fifth graders, don't have their science concept for third grade, right? So we don't mm-hmm. try to say it for any specific grade. It's for any any kid who wants to start learning about science. We've designed the game to have levels versus grades. And so you just embark on your quest. And if you know some of the stuff, you get through it a little bit faster. But, you know, it's a game where you're collecting things and you're going to need things from elements and periodic table items that you're going to save for later levels. So it's been designed that any elementary age kid can go through it and have fun. And it's actually funny when we have in our playtesting, even parents are playing the game like, you know, I've forgotten some of this stuff. I never actually learned any of this <laughs> stuff. It's, it's helping me learn. And 
to have so I can have a conversation with my own child about it. Yeah, I, I was I tried the first two levels uh, already on my iPad, uh, and as I did, I, I just wrote down some of the words that it was defining for me: science, observation, questions, reasoning, experiment, evidence, and and all those things are they're they're fuzzy concepts even to adults. But but right away, helping those kids have a have a firm foundation as they as they work through science, and not just to take things that they hear for granted with. You know, the Internet, they can read anything on it and just trust anything. Science helps them to, to filter out what is, what is true and false. You know, asking questions is a wonderful thing, and that's the ultimate thing science wants you to do, that we encourage you to do in the game. And because if you ask questions, you're going to get answers, you're going to think about it, and then from there you just continue down that path. And getting kids comfortable asking questions, that's, you know, for anything you do in life, that's going to be a, a great thing for a kid to own as part of their personality. Yeah. Um, you've, you've got it set up in a way so that the kids can play different levels. Each level is a different module. Um, you, have, you have just the first couple done for beta. Uh, the, the new one, the, the full uh, new version is, is set to launch uh, in January of 16, correct? Yes, it's, it should be available in the app stores by middle of January. And in the new game, we've actually brought in um, quite a few things based on the playtesting we've been doing for the past three, four months. Uh, we have brought in the whole concept behind crafting, where kids now begin to collect elements of the periodic table okay. so that they can use them later on in levels to build things based on things like that. And we, the game will be available on iOS, iPads, Android, through a browser, and you'll be even able to download onto your Mac or Windows machines. Great, and 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 there's you know there's a cost involved with this because you guys are doing the the great work, the hard work behind it. But it's it's really not a not a very high cost, and again, it's that it's that opportunity to provide a, an, something that's educational for your kids that they're having fun at the same time as well. Yeah, you know, another decision we've made recently is that when we put out the shipping version of the game for the first six months, we're going to keep everything free because we want people to engage with it, play with it, and we get to learn in the process of, uh, you know, are there any bugs, any things we need to correct. So we have, until the end of June, you know, we let people pay for, you know, just enjoy the game for free, how many levels as they come out. And then probably towards summer is when we try to do a maybe even a basic subscription pricing for where you have full access to everything for a small monthly fee. Uh, we're trying to work at different ways on how to do pricing, but we want to do something which, you know, there isn't, isn't a barrier for kids learning science. At the same time, mm -hmm. we can create a sustainable company that can continue to produce good products for the students in the future. Right, and and look around at the games that are available for free. Like you said before, there's so many exactly. that are just terrible. Um, and 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 I think it's great. You could you could easily use this as as free time activity in a in a kid's classroom of of any elementary even middle school age. Um, parents should definitely uh, take a look at at Galaxies. Uh, remember that's g a l x y z dot com. Um, but it's, it seems to be a, a very simple, very fun, very intuitive, and, and most importantly, it really does have the science intermeshed, interwoven right into the gameplay. 
Yeah, you know, one one important um, point I would love to make, if if I can have a minute, go right is ahead. That, is that you know we did some testing between kids in the higher income areas and lower income areas, mm-hmm. and this is not a scientific study; it's more qualitative. But, but we had mm-hmm. a big enough uh, set where we saw that the kids in the higher income area, the third grade kids, were able to read English at the level that you expect them to read, but in the lower income area. Uh, third grade kids were, you know, I think more at a first grade level when it comes to reading. And science requires some level of literacy to be able for you to read. And so, you know, when we looked at it, we were like, okay, who are we building the game for? The lower income area kids are going to obviously fall even further behind because guess what? They can't engage with science and they're going to only get more frustrated with it and probably push it away because they can't engage with it. And that's what's happening in the classrooms mm-hmm. today. So we wrote a text-to-speech system which can phonetically pronounce the science words correctly so that the character in the shipping version that comes in January, the character are speaking while the words are being displayed on the screen. And we took that back to the lower income area, um, you know, the elementary school. And before the nine and 10-year-olds were struggling with it, this time, even the seven and eight-year-olds were able to play the game, enjoy it, and actually understand what's going on. And, you know, things like that is what, you know, what we feel that startups, you know, need to be doing. Mm-hmm. That it's not just about making it beautiful, but you really have to make sure are you servicing every customer, every student out there. That's, that's great. That, that's, and, and again, like you said, you're going to have it, have it free and available from starting in mid-January all the way until, until June. Um, teachers, educators, parents, take a look at it, uh, try it. Um, it would it would be great for your kids. See if they like it. S- make some suggestions even, and um, and we look forward to to seeing things like this really take the place of of education and educational games in the future. Um, any any last thoughts, Osman, before we go? No, we, you know, we just uh, hope that, uh, you know, we really believe that um, teachers are embracing technology and games like Galaxies or things like Galaxies more and more. And we love the potential for education. And we hope that when teachers especially look at the game, they can see how to use it in the classroom. There will be a special area for a teacher to create a code and they can even make a group inside a classroom and see the kids using it in the classroom. So you know, we have a lot of cool plans for teachers and schools as well, besides you know, consumers at home. And uh, you know, we'd love to hear back from people. Um, you know, they can send me a message. My Twitter account is at Osman Rashid or at Galaxies Lab and love to hear from people what they think about it. Yeah, definitely great. Uh, one last thought for me. Uh, I- I saw in one of the promo videos that you had some little interviews with, with children, and, and one of them said that it's not like school. It's not boring. And I think that's, I think that's a great, great testament to what you're doing, Osman. And, and thank you very much for, for helping provide good stuff for, for our kids to, to learn from. No, thank you for having me on the call. I really appreciate it. And uh, we're just having a lot of fun building the game for everyone. Great, great. Um, Thank you again for joining the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods. We've been talking with Osman Rashid of Galaxies.com. Check it out at G-A-L-X-Y-Z.com. 
And as always, thanks for listening to the STEM Everyday Podcast. And check out all the other podcasts at RemarkableChatter.com. And we'll talk to you again next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com. Thank <laughs> you.